<laughs> this show got off to a really doom and gloom start. Let's let's change gears. <laughs> can we please? It's not my fault. Oh, t- I'm sorry. Entirely my fault. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to PHP Ugly episode 72, recorded Thursday, August 17th, 2017. On this episode, Thomas drops us right into doom and gloom. Then John and Eric try to bring the show out of doom and gloom by spilling the beans about two new endeavors. Keep listening to learn more. Let's get started. So the wife has me on a diet. I was telling you guys the other day that I'm a large individual and the wife heard me and said I'm on a diet. And I can't begin to explain to you how much I have been craving hot dogs. I like hot dogs and I really want a hot dog. I can eat the hot dog itself, but I can't have the bun, which kind of makes it the hot dog. Otherwise, you're just eating a sausage, right? (laughs) Did you realize... That the average hot dog has about 110 calories in it. 110 calories. That means Joey Chestnut consumed around 8,000 calories in 10 minutes in 2017. And you know why? Because Joey Chestnut holds the world records for eating the most hot dogs in a 10-minute span with 72 hot dogs. And this is episode 72 of PHP Ugly. Coincidence? I think not. Absolutely. <laughs> Welcome, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, Eric, I love your openings. Are you really on a diet now? They are fantastic. Now? I'm really on a. I'm. I'm really on a diet. Yeah. Oh God. As it's I drink scotch, scotch that, scotch is that zero, I'm not allowed zero to carbs. Drink. Zero carbs. Yeah. No, I. Good I um. No. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like the Atkins diet. It's not the Atkins diet. Sugar busters. Like that. No. No sugar, no breads, no so, sugar, so which includes think, fruit. So do you think banana bread beer has carbs in it? I don't think it's carbs. <laughs> well, maybe it is a carb That's thing. Up. I don't know. I can eat steak. That's all I know. I can eat steaks, steak and eggs. So I'm, a, I'm actually pretty happy about that. I've been getting a lot of steak lately. So you, you that's, just can't have that's the, actually worked out. You can't have the sourdough toast that comes with it, though. That's right. And I can't have the hash browns. And, yeah, just the steak and the eggs. I, I deconstructed a carne asada burrito the other day, which wasn't half bad, but, you know, it was still not a carne asada burrito by the time I finished <laughs> with it. But Yeah. You can Gentlemen, also, how uh, are we doing? You can never truly be happy anymore either. That's a key key part of the no-carb why, diet. Why is that? Because oh. you can't eat carbs, which are how people mm. get happy. In my well, experience. Well, basically, I can't, I can't eat anything good. I think that's that's pretty. I thought much you just said you could eat of, steak. Of... Steak is good. I do like my steak. Yeah, so do I. Steak is overrated. What Con- controversial episode? Uh, getting started already. I like to speak. I think the we controversy. need to kick him off the show. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. Damn it! This, this show has gotten super ugly, and I don't know why. I just got us a sponsorship. Quickly. Well, I mean, I just got me a sponsorship. How's that? Well, you know, haven't been sleeping great lately. Casper mattresses, however, are some of the best mattresses you can find <laughs> online. Highest rated at a 4.9 on Google's ratings. What are you, what's happening right now? <laughs> are you? <laughs> I'm so confused. Hey, they, they gave wow. me self-promotion. They gave me 10, they gave me $100. Only $100. Just say that. You're a sellout. If you guys want your your party, actually, 
I was going to say, actually, they only gave you $33.25. 33 cents. Come on. Do the pounding. I was going to I was going to float in the extra quarter. 34 cents if you're going to round it correctly. No, only one of us gets that extra penny. Well, I suppose since I'm already sleeping on this beautiful Casper mattress, I'll let you guys have it. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What have you knuckleheads been up to this week? Anything important? Anything impressive? Anything spectacular? Have you been changing the world? Always. Or have you just always? I've been on Facebook a lot. Have you? What is with you and Facebook lately? Uh, I had a really bad day Monday and needed to get it out. Didn't it start and Saturday? Probably started Saturday. It really didn't start until Monday. Um, huh. Yeah, I... Do I you, are you going to make me log into Facebook to see what you're talking about? Or are you going to... Oh, no. Expand? Well, it was about, it was about Nazis. I, we sort of have a Nazi problem right now so oh my gosh i I got more upset than i i anticipated myself getting and it it like really it really did totally destroy a whole day for me just being in a bad place and but i can understand that yeah but then people started uh independently taking down confederate statues and i felt much better (laughs) we are in a we live in a weird time Okay. Yeah, so Tom, you know, you might weird, have fun editing this one. Weird times in America. We don't get into politics too much here, but uh, but there is some tech-related stuff. Um, Discord shutting down alt-right and Nazi and basically racist group chats. Um, one of the the main sources for the awful, awful media that they like to produce for each other. Uh, lost its domain in the U.S., moved it to Russia, lost its domain in Russia, so now it's seeking a host, but they're not doing great. I heard, I heard uh, Facebook put together a rather complex algorithm to strip out uh, the hate speech and the white su- supremacy propaganda from the Facebook feeds. So if... And again, I haven't seen any of this firsthand. I don't know exactly how it's working or how successful it is. And I just heard about this uh, today. But supposedly, they have an algorithm in place now where if you're if you're trying to uh, populate the, these hate links, um, Facebook is removing you. But if you're commenting on the hate links as in... You know, hey, this is an awful thing that's happening. Blah blah blah. Apparently, Facebook is letting it through. So it's not, it's not just simply saying, hey, if there's any links to, you know, this event, strip it out. It's, it's kind of an AI thing where it's saying, okay, are they, you know, talking about bad things here? Which is kind of a weird, weird thing. I mean, so again, if I, if I posted a link to some hate speech with. So can you believe I've, that this is here and I'm against it? You're saying they'll let it through. Yeah. But if I but if I but, feel like but if they feel like I'm supporting that link, they're blocking it. That's my understanding of it. And Interesting. It's I kind of weird that. if you, if you think about it, right? Because we're we're on the cuff of, of course everybody's supporting this. It's like yeah, 
do that. That's wonderful. Don't let those people spread well, that hate stuff. There's one guy who isn't. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> he's the president. <laughs> but, yeah. But but we got to, I mean, we feel that way because everybody's kind of feels like they're on the same side. Like the all, all the people who feel like they're on the good side kind of have the same view of this. But it, it's really a precursor of things to come. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we, we it is, but pride ourselves. I see a lot Man, of people Mr. doom, doom and gloom. I figured you'd be all over this. I am Go all over ahead. this. You, I am all over this because like, I think you sound like you're supporting. I it. see people decrying this whole thing as censorship and freedom of speech, et cetera, et cetera. But what people keep forgetting is that freedom of speech goes both ways. And if Facebook wants to voice itself by auto blocking anything it finds objectionable, that's its freedom of speech. They get to do that. So you you can go on their platform and spew all sorts of hate, but you don't get to cry freedom of speech when they do the same thing by just nuking your account. That's their right to. Exactly. Yep. And I agree. I, I have no problem with the wholesale silencing of these groups. Uh, I don't think that's you a have no problem. Concern. You have no problem with it because you agree with it. And well, that, they are that's, not. They're that's, Nazis. That's the concern. There, there was I totally a time. I agree with you. Where I completely that, you know, agree with you. Millions but, died but to draw a very, very fine point. line at Nazis. But you're missing, you're missing the point here, Thomas. You agree with it because you you support it because you agree with it. What happens when you don't agree with it? Are you the, going this, to still support it? I will support them exercising their freedom of speech by blocking right, you me remember, from saying something that they object that. to. I, the same reason I can't go on Club Penguin and start cussing because. Club Penguin is for kids. They exercise their same freedom of speech. Facebook okay. is so for let's be, Americans. Let's be clear about something. Let's be clear about something. It's not freedom of speech. Okay, whenever you're whenever you're dealing with a private entity, a private sure. company, it's not freedom of speech. Okay, that's why there's there's agreements and eulas and all this other stuff. It's never been freedom of speech. People think it is. It's not. The only time freedom of speech really applies is when you're dealing with the government directly. They're the ones that can't suppress freedom of speech. Private companies can do it all the time. So stop saying freedom of speech. Well, it's not a freedom of speech and, speech issue. It's the fact that they are they are manipulating streams based on whatever agenda they feel is you know they want to support. So are, you're saying and, you're 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 completely okay with that. You you're saying that's their right as a company to do that. I got okay with that years ago when I realized that. They are an advertising platform that makes money by selling my information to advertisers. If I continue to use their platform, I have to accept that they're doing things I disagree with with my information. And if they change the way that they're using my information by blocking it or altering it or presenting it in a way I didn't intend to other people, then I reassess my relationship with the service and either discontinue it or continue it. Yeah, Facebook. Fair we've enough. we've talked in the past I, about how dynamic Facebook that. is, and they mm -hmm. make changes all the time to their algorithms. I get, I get ads for dating sites on my Facebook, and I just ignored them for a while. And then I finally said, I don't want dating sites on my Facebook feed. I said, don't show me these ads; they're inappropriate for me. And they stopped showing up. That to me, that's so. I'm I'm curious, Eric. Where you, I understand where you're coming from. Are you? Are you saying you're against them blocking this, or what is what is your take? I, I, I'm saying that 
people looking at Facebook as an authoritative source is wrong, and we mm-hmm. shouldn't be doing it. New the news media's people in general are always using Facebook as a reference for stories for events. Facebook themselves and Twitter, for that matter, start to promote themselves as, "Hey, we're the new media. We're we're real time media. If if you want to get stories as they're happening, as they're breaking, this is where you want to go." go i think that's wrong now i don't agree with that and we shouldn't be doing it because of this but that is what they've been doing since they started of course it's a weird thing because i I, i'm i'm on board with you guys i'm supporting it i'm like hey this is good so the the thing that really got me thinking about this the most is i used to be a real supporter of uh, of government right and like um you know, hey, I never do anything wrong, so if the government wants to do this or that, I don't care. I'm not doing anything wrong. It's not a big deal. Mm. And and that's... You, but you're doing you the know, same thing with Facebook. I, no, but, but, you know I disagree but, with re- that. Ridiculous. Wait, let me, let, me stop, let me stop you right there. Let me stop you. Because I realize that that's, a, that's an opinion you have as long as you're at ease with the government that's in place. I've realized recently... That when you're not at ease with the government in place, all of a sudden you don't want to have that stuff. You you realize why we have our freedoms, why our freedoms are defined the way they're defined. And I'm good with that. Okay, I, I understand that. My problem is, and, I, and again, I see it all the time, how often Facebook and Twitter and these services, these companies are being used as these media outlets, as these news sources... And you see something like this, it's like, okay, so what's to say in another year or two, Facebook manipulates it so that we never even see those stories? Like, you don't know they're even happening. They think they're protecting us. They're like a, they're like a, a parent with a child. They think they're protecting them by, by completely blocking them. But what they're really doing is hurting us. Well, right? that's, the, I mean, it, that's the problem of a single source of information. And they're already doing that. They're already filtering your feed. You don't see everything coming in. So, well, I understand where you're coming from, and I, it's so hard because I think it's a case-by-case basis. What they're saying is they don't want this hateful speech on their platform, and I'm okay with that. This is pure hate. Mm-hmm. This isn't necessarily a left-right thing. It's not a political... And like I said, I mean, it's... Well, but, but it is to a degree. It is a left-right thing to a degree, right? Because there is obviously a population of this country which i am coming to realize it's larger than i initially thought that agree with it so it's it's not as it's not as black and white of hey we're right they're wrong because they think they're right unfortunately i think that i think that group got caught up in this conservative movement i i think there's plenty of conservative people that think that this group is wrong i mean i know that for a fact so yeah, it's. I don't necessarily think it's a political thing. I don't think it's a left-right political movement as much as there's these groups that should not have a voice. They, what they are spewing is just hateful and wrong and need to be stopped. I, mm-hmm. I think it is a politics as power, not politics as opinion issue. When you see the people who are politicians, they have they have shaped their life to put them in the position that they are in so that they can achieve their personal goals as well as 
stable income and raising a family, et cetera, et cetera, there is a situation that can arise where their fundamental opinions are challenged, but they are scared to express that because it might sacrifice their entire career. Um, politicians are fundamentally people and are scared of the same things that all people are scared of. And when a Republican is asked directly on MSNBC, uh, will you openly state that you no longer support the president? He's given very little choice but to say, he is our president, we have to support him. Yeah. Um, I, 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 see where, I see where everyone's coming from, but... We got off on this. Sh- <laughs> this show got off to a really doom and gloom start. Let's let's change gears. Can we please? Can it's not my fault. Oh, ent- I'm sorry. Entirely my fault. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doom and gloom to start. What? See, this is how we no, end the show, not how we start the show. Well, Most you might not have noticed, but I've actually. You guys have Most stopped putting people- cards up on the board. And so I've started putting the doom and gloom higher and higher up in the show notes so that it's the first thing we get. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even have the cards open right now. I'm glad you reminded me to, to open that up. I, I, uh, I don't know how it opens. So. Most, of, most of the people listening now don't normally hear this stuff because they normally listen to the beginning and like they get halfway and like, ah, I'm done. Turn it off. They <laughs> don't get to the doom and gloom. Well, so here's the problem. If they've turned it off now, they're going to miss out on some like cool insider trading stuff that we have. We have like some insider information. Really? Yeah, I think it's, so. There, there's been a lot of talk lately, in the and we've been trying not to not to bring it up on the show until it's been confirmed in it's, public. And but it's like it's I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't know how much longer I can hold out. I think it's it might be time to to spill the beans on this one. I wonder if there's any like anyone has any clue as to what we're talking about. I, I actually I do. You do? You do? What, what yeah, do you no, think? I was I was playing the stooge. But uh yeah, yeah no, I I heard about it. What it oh. Well shit, I guess if Thomas's knows we I guess Ooh. we can let everybody know. Sure, there, there's a, there's actually something new coming out. There's a PHP podcast coming out. Really? But um, For, yeah. It's uh, it's going to be the that... it's going to be the official PHP uh, architect podcast. Is it? Is that what you're thinking, Thomas? Is that what you heard about? We'll say we'll say yes. That is exactly what I was thinking, <laughs> and I was invited and was and had to decline. Invited <laughs> where? I don't know. P- PHP Architect, the magazine, is coming out with a podcast. And you want to know what's really weird? What is weird? Eric and John I and I are it. hosting it. <laughs> Why are you two hosting? You guys, you already have another podcast. Wait, I think are you Eric's just, obsessed with podcasts. Are you just are you just firing me and and this is a nice way of doing it? <laughs> no, no, this podcast is way more fun than this than uh, the other one's gonna be. But 
the other podcast consisted. We we actually did our our first recording. It ha, we haven't released it yet. We're we're fine tuning the format. Actually, we're not even settled on the format. We're fine tuning the first episode, but it it's all of like I think John and I's piece is all of five minutes, where we uh where we just talk about what's in the upcoming issue. So if you're not familiar with PHP Architect. It's a it's a magazine. It's been a it's a long running PHP magazine uh, in the industry. They're the ones that behind the PHP Tech Conference and uh, PHP World Conference. Uh, so PHP and they've Coder Cruise, Coder Cruise, yeah, that one. So so they've they've been in publication. I couldn't even tell you how long. I, I know back in I think. As early as 2000, I was getting the magazine. It's probably something they, they you do should both, know if you're going to represent them. They, they do <laughs> both digital digital in print. They're back to print. And uh, this year, at, uh, John and I went to PHP Tech in Atlanta this year and just kind of said, hey, you know, why don't you guys have a podcast? And they were just like, you know, we, we really want to do one. We just we don't know the right people. <laughs> and we're like, hey, we happen to know the right people. And you said, you said, hey, you haven't heard our podcast, right? And they said, no, we haven't. You said, perfect. We're your guys. That's, that's almost exactly how that conversation went. Like, yeah, no, we do a podcast. Really? Well, maybe you can do ours. Sure. You haven't heard our podcast, have you? I don't, that's, that would probably be the first person who's ever heard that we have a podcast and said, that's a great idea. We should use you guys for a podcast, too. For our company that you know makes money with our product, yeah, let's put you guys on here. Yeah, so it's cool. It's uh, it's you know, it's just once a month. Like I said, John and I will do like a five to you know six, seven, eight minute bit where we just review the articles that are being published. If you don't, if you don't have a subscription to it, it does. I mean, it's your opportunity to listen what what's coming out and. Um, you know, think maybe you want to buy because I think you can buy issue by issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's real; it's really worth, if, at very least, getting the digital copy. If you do PHP uh, development for a living, I mean, it's just worth subscribing to. Um, and I, you know, make uh, sure you subscribe with with my uh, referral code because we get a. We, that's how they're paying us. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna drop uh, like like hints like? We've got a real ugly list of stories for you PHPers today. <laughs> I guess that would no, be it, too it actually, positive. It actually, it actually sounded very, uh, I don't know. It, it was we, different. We, it was like we, a... we went a different route. We tried scripting, or Eric scripted the first episode, which I didn't know he was going to do. And then all of a sudden he has the script, and we, we tried it out. How could you not know he was going to do that? Because... He's started doing that to this show. Did he? He's built that. He has started scripting that intro sequence into longer and longer segments. Oh, oh, the intro sequence. Describing <laughs> the history of baseball, and that's different. Oh, whatever. Oh. You guys love it. I'm just we'll hit see. with a wave of emotion about this right now. A wave? Why did you say wave? Why do you? It's a wave of emotion. It's, wave a, a it's a colloquialism. What I'm not wave? sure if you've heard a wave of emotion, but I don't why, know. why did you even bring that up? It just seems like it's been in the collective subconscious lately. Oh, wave! That reminds me of something. Was there? Is there something else? 
Oh, John and I spent a wave of cash today. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so, what'd you, what'd for, you buy? What we're really hoping is that we have a lot of listeners on the show that will tweet out at us if they're interested in this or not. Uh, for probably five years now, Eric and I have been talking about putting on a uh, PHP conference here in San Diego, and we yeah, finally that would never happen. happen. Really. What? Finally happening. The wave is you're, crashing finally. No, the wave don't the wave doesn't crash. That's bad. We don't, <laughs> we don't want the PHP conference to crash. That's true. It works though. It's Surfers done like, compiling. Oh, yeah. I think. We, we 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 signed our contract today with a hotel here in lovely San Diego. Not only this is like this is this is going to be the best conference anywhere. It's the best. Not only do we have a nice hotel here in San Diego, it is literally I don't I don't say that figuratively. When I say literally, I mean it literally on the beach. It's they had their own freaking beach. They it's had a their private, own private beach. beach. It's a private beach. Doesn't that make us sound a little too hoity-toity? So? No, it's, it's not hoity-toity at all. Come to our conference in San Diego on our private beach. Yeah. That's, okay, awesome fine. is that? Whatever. <laughs> if it gets people to show up, I'm good with that. Did you check on this hotel's golden showers policy? Why they are we going strictly here? prohibit that. <laughs> Fo- try okay. to stay focused here, I'm Thomas. trying to provide information to the potential attendants. Oh my god! They have seals, though. They have they have real living seals on on the grounds. They have two rescue they, they seals. They that can't are both see. Blind. They're blind. Yeah. yeah, that's why that's why they're there. But yeah, <laughs> you saying this and hotel I'm... blinded some seals for tourists? <laughs> no, they yeah. rescued seals who were blind. Come on, man! Our, our, our meeting our, got there. our meeting space is the entire top floor of the hotel, not of the entire hotel, but of this specific building. Yeah. I'm really excited about this. So, Been a long time coming. It, it, it's a it's a gorgeous uh facility. I mean it's and, and it's like I don't know if 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 you can picture where this is, Thomas. I know you're f- here from San Diego. It's walking distance from Belmont Park. So it's it's little, almost almost across the street from Belmont Park, which has you know, this wooden roller coaster and all these rides. It has the big public tourist beach where if you come to San Diego, the chances are you're going to Mission Beach, uh, yeah. which is where where this is. But this this uh, hotel, the Bahia Hotel, which is where we we signed the contract with, is just off. It's on the bay. It's and it has the water to the beach and private private beach, and it's so, cool. They have all these cool cool things. It, yeah, if you're listening now, please follow us at Wave PHP. Let us know if you're interested in this. How excited you are. Uh, the dates are actually going to be September 19th through the 21st of 2018. So we're still over a year away. Right. So we're we're just, like I said, we just signed the contract. We're, we're going to start to put together the pricing for the tickets, early bird pricing for the tickets. So if this is something that interests, <clears throat> if this is something that interests you, you're going to want to keep an eye out for the uh, early bird pricing. Um, if you have a company or something, we're definitely looking for sponsors, sponsors. Uh, so that should be cool. But yeah, finally a PHP conference in Southern California. I'm so yeah. 
excited. I had to do it myself, but I got it here. So we'll see how it goes. This may be this may be the first and last. We don't know yet, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun De- stuff. Dep- depends on how much cash we end up bleeding. You know uh, what a good sponsor <laughs> would be. Numbers. It's a lot. You know what a good sponsor would be. What? Casper mattresses, the internet's number stop one it. mattress. You stop talking about your mattress. But if they are willing this, to send us stop, money, it's not my mattress. I don't have one yet. I'm trying to get one. Shut Where up. Where did this all come from? I need a mattress. <laughs> oh my so, so listen to me. This is serious. So, this, so this is this is all the stuff that we've been doing at Diego Dev, and it, it it has been so incredibly stressful. I can't. So the the PHP architect doing the podcast for PHP architect ha- hasn't been that stressful. It's actually been, it turned out to be a little bit more work. I think it was more work putting together that podcast than it is putting together any of the other podcasts I work with, including this one. So this is the type of stuff yes, that we've been doing at, over at Diego Dev for probably the last. Uh, it's like our little skunk work projects where we've been kind of flying under the radar with them, not telling anybody or talking about it a whole lot. Um, the, uh, the stuff we're doing with the PHP architect podcast, that just happened to stumble onto us and, you know, we're like, yeah, we'll take advantage of that. We, um, <laughs> I think, you know, it's, we're, well, both John and I, well, John, you know, John, he's, he's been a contributor to PHP architect. He's been a speaker at their conference. So it was a natural fit for him. I've, I've always just kind of been on that outside knocking on the doors like, Hey, can you guys use me for anything? So I was uh, super happy. Yeah, you could buy a subscription. I've had a subscription for years. I I know. We used to give them out at at the meetup. Uh Uh-huh. And then this Wave thing, though. Dude, the Wave PHP thing is just good. It's going to be so stressful for the next year. We need we need sponsors. We need sponsors to give us money to make this less stressful. We we need sponsors and we need attendees. We need people that want to come out. No, to I don't. San I don't care yeah, about San Diego's attendees. a real hard I want, sell. I want sponsors and I want speakers. If you're interested in speaking, keep an eye out for call for papers. You'll potentially get a free uh, uh, flight and hotel to San Diego. So. Or, hey, we haven't talked about the sponsorship package yet. No, we're or, not. Not sponsorship, but the uh, speaker, package? speaker package yet. What are you doing? No, 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 no flight and hotel to, to San Diego? No. I think that no. would be, think people, be an easy people sell. People pay to come speak Does for Greyhound us. do flights? Come on, you know that. <laughs> people will pay us to, to speak at our conference. That's that's awesome. I, I like that idea. I like I like where you're going with that, John. See? So yeah, I'm here for you. We're we're it's about it's about the uh, the conference is about a mile to a couple miles from SeaWorld, about five hundred yards from Belmont Park. It's you guys are gonna love it, man. I well uh we're just settling on some kind of fine details and we're gonna get a website up here in the next couple of months that will start to draw the picture for everybody and we'll include some marketing we're hoping people are going to want to come out bring their families stay at least through the weekend and enjoy san diego while they're here right so that that was a big conversation john and i had was the timing so we had a couple dates available to us and our our thinking was we really wanted the conference to end on a friday to give the opportunity of people who might come out with their uh, families or their partners or whoever it is they come out with and say, hey, you know, we're here in San Diego. 
conference is over, let's just stay a couple of days and continue to enjoy the uh, the good food and nice weather. Now you know we'll have like some major storm or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it is going to be September, Stop. so it might get Wait, as low that's... as seventy-two. That's Thomas's field right there, the doom and gloom. So stop it, Eric. <laughs> and, so Thomas... and special announcement here: I will be attending this conference as well. So if you want to meet me and talk to me about Casper mattresses, I will be available. <laughs> I will be available. Okay, so hey, what, about I... a, what about like a ph? What about a PHP ugly roundtable thing where people can watch us do this terrible podcast live? We're gonna we're gonna be too busy. Uh... Actually, running the conference, I don't know we'll have, that we'll have time to do a podcast. So you can maybe, see me live on stage three. I, I was gonna say maybe that's where we introduce the uh, Doom and Gloom podcast uh, with Thomas Wrightout, and, and sponsored by Casper Mattress. <laughs> I don't know if they'd want their name tied to that. <laughs> when you feel like it's your last days on Earth, but you want a good rest. Reach out to Casper Mattress. It's an excellent place to just lay down and think about death. <laughs> wow. Oh man. Absolutely. Alright. So I feel like those I feel are like big we've... announcements. The website to recap. Up? To recap. Hot dogs have like hundred and ten calories. <laughs> Neo Nazism is bad. We're going to be hosting a PHP Architect monthly podcast that does a review called of their PHP Podcast, which is good. PHP Podcast, which is good, and we will be hosting the Southern California's premier PHP conference. Peach or Wave called PHP. Wave PHP. Wave PHP. Yep. I was getting there. I was getting there. No, uh, the website he, is not word. all words other than Wave. We were, like I said, we're settling on a few details. One of the details we're settling on is actually a logo. And listen, I may be partial here. I may be like my my views may be slanted. Facebook may like edit me out because they don't agree with me. But I'm going to say right now, we have a badass logo. I think we have. I, I'm going to say we have the best logo, the best PHP conference logo, the bestest. Logo logos that beat any other logo. It is not ever. The surfing, it's not the surfing in elephant. PHP, in PHP and PHP. Yes, we went with the cartoony one. So Thomas is playing stupid, but Thomas has been in on this for for a very long. He didn't know about the PHP Architect podcast, but he did know about Wave PHP because he got he got a preview of some of the logos we we're looking at. Here's the funny thing about that, Thomas. When John and I put those logos together, we were we were like, "Hey, you know, these all look good." That particular logo you're talking about, which the one Thomas is talking about, was really stood out from the rest of the rest of the logos because it was very like comicy. It was cartoony, is what we kept calling it. It's very cartoony, but it was funny because as John and I looked at it, it's like, you know what? That's like a conference logo. Like th that's like a logo I would expect to see at a conference. So, not a business logo, a conference logo. Exactly. So we put together a little poll and we sent it out to a bunch of friends and we said, "Hey, you know, of all these logos, can you vote on them?" And I honestly didn't expect anybody to vote for the cartoon logo as number one. But like I was telling John, I think everybody would have various number ones, but I think the cartoon logo would be 
consistent at like a number two or number three spot where everybody was picking in as number two, number three. Yeah, nobody. Everybody hated that logo. <laughs> <laughs> nobody liked it at all. Yeah, I, I, I think that's I think that's a classic problem though, is that when you stare too long at something, you start to lose the details. You start to lose that, that abjectivity and I immediately saw that logo and it was like seeing a rat in a seven eleven. You're like, that's the one that doesn't belong here. That is that is a no. So I think uh, I, I think I still thought it was pretty cool. We haven't we haven't settled on the final logo, but there's a there's a good chance we're actually going to settle. Oh, I think we have. I think we have. For the, the one from tonight? Yeah. You think? Oh, yeah. All right, so the final logo then, Thomas, you actually haven't seen. No. I mean, you, you've you seen a variation of it. I'll tell you that much, but you haven't seen the final right. logo. Yeah, Are so I know. I know. 80, I know. 83? Yeah. Are you talking about 83, John? Yeah. Dude, I'm liking that one too. I I wasn't sure if you're gonna like that. I wasn't sure if you're gonna like that because I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't exactly fit, but it does kind of fit. I, we're we're like beating around the bush with everybody, and it's hard to describe it. But Eric and I were sitting together this morning, and he's like, "What if we took this logo and got him to work the elephant in this section?" I'm like, I, "That's not gonna work." To me, it works. Perfect. We've got our logo, so we must. So it's it, cool, man. So yeah, we'll we'll tweet out the logo. We'll put the logo up on our uh, Wave PHP Twitter handle. Wave PHP Twitter. at Wave PHP at Wave PHP. We'll put it up there. We need to we need to finalize and, and sign the uh, the contract to use the logo. But I think we have our logo. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh it, it would be an honor to to speak at the conference, but I know there's a uh a long and arduous process. We're looking, yeah, we're looking for quali- quality people. Yeah. So if none show up, I uh I'm willing to sit in as a filler speaker. It is a good idea to have backup speakers cuz people do cancel last second. That's true. You're going you're going to want to be in this general San Diego area. Just come on in, take a seat. All right. So feel free to tweet at if you're curious about anything we talked about here, the PHP Architect podcast. I don't know why you'd be curious about that. It's pretty self-explanatory. But if you're curious about Wave PHP, at Wave PHP is the Twitter handle. We'll we'll start posting some stuff up there. Obviously, you you can tweet at John or myself, and probably Thomas at some point will convince him to be on the board. Of some in some form or fashion, the board get it, the surfboard. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. It's been great. I'm Tom Rideout. Oh, oh, sorry, man. got ahead of myself. San Diego, Have man. We talked about anything? Yeah, no, nothing. We haven't talked about anything on we, our list yet. We don't even know if the first half of the show has been recorded, John. Don't John, tell That's him true. that. No, he didn't hear that part. <laughs> All right, let's talk about. Let's actually talk about some some news. Boom, boom, boom. Let's hit my my cards. If anyone else has a card on it. here that they put on first and want to get to it first, nope. Looks like I put all the cards on. Okay, so I want to talk about this one first. <laughs> we had a couple of big cards there. We just didn't put them on the board for you. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So hey, watch this. Hey, ch- check it out. Check it out. Listen, 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 listen. Hey Google, call John Congdon.
Stop. My kids are sleeping. Don't worry, this won't provide any feedback loops, and no one in the editing department will have to worry about it at all. Don't worry, I'm hanging up on them. Did you hang up on me? Perfect. Of course I did. You hung up on me earlier. Yeah. I've been no, trying I just didn't answer you earlier. Must, I was outside with my kids. Muscle memory. And it came through his private. It came through his private caller. So I had no you, clue. You hung you. up on me. You're you're again. I person. didn't. Oh wait. Again, I did not know. It don't was leave you. a message. Hey, I'm leaving a message. All right, now we're gonna leave a message for John Congdon. John, we're recording a show, and you did not answer the call. Whoa. Hey. Did you change something? Because this time I said it was you. Last time I said it was private number. Yeah, I did. So I uh, there's actually a setting where you can tell to use your Google Voice number to identify yourself. Uh, I didn't read that. See, that's a feature. Yeah, that's a feature that it needs, though. Now, so what what Eric is getting at here is that Google Home can now call within the United States and Canada for free. Uh, you just hook it up to your account and it gets your contacts and stuff, and then boom. But I would love to see if it if it said to you, the person you're calling is available but chose not to talk to you. <laughs> No, it, 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 well, yeah, it said something. Didn't you hear her? She was like, they're not available, basically. Is what so I wanted saying. to say he is available. So he, got he, normal voice he picked up his phone, saw who was calling, and then hung up. <laughs> so this seems, again, direct attack on the Amazon's uh, feature of being able to call people. I mean, you know, this, this home automation, home assistant... Google seems to be dragging behind a little bit, but man, they they're not giving up the fight, man. They they continue to try to make their little Google Home Assistant relevant. How do you guys feel about that? I love it. This is this is the yeah. cyberpunk pu- future I've been expecting for a while. Uh, you know, I've I've had a, a Google Home Assistant, and it's actually not plugged in right now. <laughs> I definitely use. I definitely use Alexa. Now, Alexa, I have several Alexas throughout the house, so I use Alexa a lot more. Google is in my office. I do think I'm going to start using it. There, There is an option where you can tell it to, you can ask it, how's your day? And, and you can do something similar on Alexa, where um, it'll give you your calendars and all that, but eventually it'll drop into news and start reading you, you know, some curated news list that you have to find. I, and I, I actually stumbled back through that when I was looking at the call feature today because I'm like, how did it know what number to call from? And I opened up the app on my phone, and that's when I saw, you know, you could choose your Google Voice number or keep it as private. And by default, it's private. So I, uh, I so what I like about the the Google Home Assistant is obviously a Google product, and most of my ecosystem is around Android and the Google ecosphere. I don't know if I just made up a word or not, but no, no, that's correct. I'm pretty sure. Hey, uh, Google. So, is ecosphere a word? Yeah, she's not even going to respond. She's like, "You're an idiot. Shut up." (laughs) Why? Why is it a she? It's a female voice. Do you not hear? Do you not hear? (laughs) So anyway, so I need to. Why did? Why did? Why do you entice him this way? Because you know what he's going to do. I don't. Definitely, definitely she. Yeah, so, so I, I like this. I need. I, I was gonna say John's I need to get talking. back into it just because. <laughs> I need to get back into it just because I, I use Google products and it's more conducive than Alexa, who's trying to tie into all the products. Yeah, and yeah. next. 
part of Google's home product line is actually this multiple endpoint Wi-Fi system, and I see this very easily getting integrated into that eventually, so that there are many of these things throughout the house. There are Wi-Fi repeaters, and your phone doesn't need cellular coverage as long as you're inside the house. Um, removing potentially removing a chip and a service provider from the picture, and yeah. generally making things. So I mean, I, I hate. I think I cell. think I think Google Assistant and perhaps Alexa too. They're supposed to be able to identify people now by their voice. So you're supposed to be able to have. I, I thought they were supposed to be able to have multiple profiles, but I. I can't figure out how to set that up on either I one know, of those devices. I know that Amazon is trying to do that, but it is nowhere near ready for production release. I, I'm almost yeah. positive I saw that that is a feature right now in Google Assistant. But oh, we'll maybe, to... maybe I'm wrong. You'll have to listen to next week's episode to find out. Right. It's definitely not in, in Amazon Alexa because Grayson is just now starting to be able to say enough. Like, one... One out of maybe a thousand times he tries to get Alexa to do something, it actually does it. <laughs> but it's so cute to watch him try. Yeah, well, you have adorable children because they're not teenagers yet, so revel in it while you can. He's now climbing out of his crib. That you know of. That's so he's either really smart or not smart enough to climb out of his crib. No, he's... Uh, yes, both. He's <laughs> smart, but... <laughs> he's he's a cautious child. He's safe. My other my other kid, Nolan, he's he's a climber. He'll climb on anything. It's like, ah, stop. Well, you gotta get him Grayson you gotta get him so declawed much. so they won't do that. <laughs> Thought about it. Uh so get their wings clipped. Further further on in the news, um the final beta version of PHP seven point two has been released uh as of today, the recording of this episode. The next release will be in approximately two weeks, and it will be the first release candidate. So I believe the first out of two release candidates until they go final. So I think we're looking at PHP 7.2 in just around a month. Meanwhile, I was on 5.6.31 on one of our projects recently, and they downgraded to 5.627. (laughs) Why why such a specific downgrade? Because that's what they were on before going to 3.1. They didn't want support and for a so, very specific function. Something happened, and they don't know if it was the upgrade, the new version or not, so that's now the test. They downgraded just to see if that caused the issue. Well, one of the big new features of 7.2... As, as we've been touting here on the podcast for a while, is the first uh, modern cryptographic library in a, in a programming yep. language, Libsodium. And there was a wonderful announcement. Uh, well, wait, on... it's, not the first, it's not the first modern cryptography program. PHP is the first one to uh, have it as part of their core. As, right, as part of their core package. Right, right. That's, yeah. Um. So Libsodium, which is, I, I believe, managed by a company called Private Internet Access, uh, gave the source code to a cryptographic engineering company to review and audit for security, and the audit has come back, and they say, 
uh, quote unquote, overall we believe that LibSodium is a carefully implemented secure cryptographic library. So we've got to sign off on the logic and it really sounds like LibSodium is going to be uh, the next big thing for secure communication on, on the internet in general. The end. <laughs> you guys should do some improv, improv classes. You can yes and me anytime you want to. Yes, I yes, am. <laughs> so you know, I had um, I had put a ticket on here that was I thought was supposed to be the main conversation for for tonight's podcast. We are yeah. one hour and three minutes into recording. No, we're not. We, we straight up, breaks. right? No, but it's been an hour. So now I'm, I'm gonna. Just... I mean, I'm gonna have to listen to two hours of podcast mm. to edit this down to like the fifty minutes it's supposed to be. I'm tweeting on the Wave PHP handle now. Our first tweet. Sweet. Your second tweet. Is there a second? Yeah, you, re you, re you retweeted something first. Oh, did I retweet something? Okay. Wave PHP. Which, by the way, the Wave, Wave PHP. The Wave PHP channel was given to us by somebody who owned it years ago. Did nothing with it. And... Luckily, I found the owner, and they were willing to give it to us, so I was happy about that. So there's... Fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> it was almost called SurfPHP, but we couldn't get SurfPHP.com. We only got SurfPHP.net. So it, it's now called WavePHP. <laughs> I'm sorry, Thomas. You, you seem upset. You're, you're, pulling the cur you're pulling the curtains back way too far. Ew. Thomas, are you <laughs> tapping your desk? No, I'm not. I did there. Because I, think, right I think the tap method is stupid. <laughs> so do I. Um, a lot of coverage this week for. Are you um, serious? Are you are you serious? What you're saying right now? You don't you don't like the tap method? I hate it. I hate it. Well, I hate everything it about it. Because okay. it it is it has way too much traction in the community right now. It um, does. I, I hear I, I hear about it everywhere. I have to preface this. I love Matt Stoffer's work. I love his articles. He is eloquent, well-written, everything. I think he is way off on this tap method. Um, I think well, it, it his is... Well, article just talks about what it is. What, mm, what do you mean he's way off? He, he gives what he calls good examples of where to use it. That Yeah, that, those weren't so good. No. And I mean, I, mean I, I don't see the I don't see the so benefit of them. Here's here's the gist of it: is that tap is a method that takes two values. The first value being a a literal quote unquote value, and the second being a callback, which executes the first argument and returns it. It calls a callback with that value and then returns the value. Right. So if you're aware of what anonymous functions are. This is just literally turning anonymous functions into a black box. This is this right. because a lot of the examples that were given were passing anonymous function anonymous oh, yeah. functions into a function right. to be run, right? Which makes it a black box because the the implication here is that it's doing some work when the reality is it's just an organizational technique, and it's not even an especially good one. 
Um, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Time out, time out, time out. Take a, take a step back. For anybody okay. listening to this show, if you're a PHP developer, we are speaking specifically about Laravel at this point. There, there's, a, there's this new tap function. Well, it's not new. It's been in uh, PHP. Uh, it's been in Laravel. 5.3. Five, five, yeah, 5.3. It's gotten this new higher order tap functionality that's coming to 5.5. Five. Um, and 5.4. So it's all the... It's all the rage. Uh, a lot of peach, a lot of Laravel blogs uh, talk about it. Le- uh, Taylor, Adam Wathen, uh, Matt Stauffer, the the big big wigs in the PHP. Or, God damn it, the big wigs in the Laravel community have been touting this tap method for a while, and it's but it's kind of a it isn't thing we, just we it isn't just Laravel because the the tap method has been exported as a a library you can now include in your non-laravel project which it's three fucking lines it's three lines so, yeah the funny thing about that <laughs> i added that link thomas look at the examples there he's just encapsulating whatever it's infantile it's yeah. so bizarre and i don't know why this is getting traction and i've read several articles that are like this is the next great thing and all i see is horrifically obfuscating something that is already incredibly simple um wait 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 no 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 they have tests in this code base so it means it's good yeah <sighs> and uh, my my real issue with the article that that matt stoffer wrote is that he calls temporary variables a code smell. And and he says, uh, if you see yourself creating temporary value, variables to access things, that's a code smell. But he's in his own examples, he's creating temporary variables for things that are easily chained. And in the high order version of the of the tap method, all it's doing is fixing an area in eloquent where it should have been properly chaining its result, but it didn't. So update returns a Boolean true or false instead of the object that it updated. It incorrectly chains and you can use the tap method to fix that. That is, that is not a proper design process. If there's a problem with what's being returned, fix what's being returned. Don't create a new method that black boxes the whole thing so that you can chain it when you're not supposed to. Um, and and well, one of the examples one of the examples here creates a, a temporary variable in in an anonymous function and then returns the temporary variable where in the exact in less lines of code in fewer lines of code you could just return the direct method call <laughs> I I do not understand why people think this is a, a great new thing it's literally three lines of code that calls the second argument with the first argument as its only argument. I, it's so frustrating to see this because now, I'm not the now someone, as I read through yeah, it. now someone who knows PHP doesn't know what the fuck this tap thing is, and what it is is an anonymous function being called with a variable, and and if you're using anonymous functions so much that you need a method to manage them. You are using anonymous functions too much. You, you need to address the problem at the core. Uh, I so so in in the example you're talking about, they tapped an object just to get back the object, so they're not actually passing in a callback. 
just to chain the method. Right. And and let's understand here that the PHP is a tokenized language, so temporary variables hold literally one byte of space in inactive memory and it and it is a pointer to the source object that was called. This doesn't do anything for performance. It doesn't do anything for memory. It doesn't do anything for organization or clarity. All it does is obfuscate anonymous functions in some bizarre new way. Mm-hmm. And actually, doesn't it make the process that doesn't it make it worse? Because when you call a function, isn't it copy? <laughs> yes, uh, because a function takes variables? up far more space. If you duplicate an anonymous function, like you do in tap it creates a new memory space for the copy of the anonymous function. Mm-hmm. So it, it it very easily could be a performance hit to use this thing. I want to see a, a tokenized breakdown of an example on this page because I don't think... I, I do think that it is a performance hit using this. Versus a boost, yeah. Yeah, and, and really the lesson, that, the lesson that this should be is understand method chaining write your objects to use proper method chaining understand you know right uh you know understand how method chaining affects readability don't obfuscate something absolutely unnecessarily i just i read the whole article several times and just said why though this now i don't feel so bad because when you added the the card to our trello board i'm reading through i'm like i don't get it this is i don't like it (laughs) And shared that, and I thought I was going to sound really stupid on the show. So, no, and yeah, and, and I told you, you, you I would take up the stupid airtime. Me as well. Yeah, I wasn't going to mention this, but when I pulled up the the week's top stories on Reddit in the PHP discussions, Tap was heavily covered. Three mm-hmm. or four of the top articles of the week were about Tap, and and I think it's a terrible idea, and it creates more problems than it solves. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's an I, example. I don't, know if it, I don't know if it creates problems, but it definitely makes... I, I think the problem it's trying to solve as far as making code more readable, it, it doesn't accomplish that. It, you know, like, like John said, if you know PHP and you came in to look at that code, it would completely confuse you. Yeah. And... and... <laughs> Just the examples, the example of the high order usage here is that tap is different than each or pipe because tap doesn't modify the original collection that it's called on. Hmm. But it's like, it also doesn't output anything. So if it was supposed to modify something, Does, it wouldn't wait, have. That's not true, though. It... It does return. It depends return. on what you pass in as the anonymous function. In the yeah, high order, right? no, in the high order version of this, where it ties into collections, the output is dropped completely. What do you mean the output? It, it returns the collection. No. What are you talking about? The tap returns the original yeah, it, method that it was called upon, like the last method before it. Hmm. It 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 pipes the the results of its previous calling method directly to output without whatever modifications occurred to the collection included i i don't see a use case i don't see helpfulness all right so so nobody likes tap let's move on we we beat this horse (laughs) 
we beat the sword. You guys, Thomas especially, you actually let me off easy. I just realized that. You, ca- you called habit. me out on you called me out on Slack for uh, for propagating fake news, but uh, oh yes, yeah. So I I sent out a tweet based on a post I saw on Reddit, which I then clicked on, followed through, and like, hey, wow, look at this! But I didn't completely confirm it. Clearly, uh, there was a post on Reddit early, uh, yesterday. That said that Laravel 5.5 was released. I clicked on the link. Sure enough, I ended up on the Laravel page with the 5.5 documentation. Everything was there. It was live. I hit the little drop down. It didn't, you know, it showed in the drop down. Like, oh, cool. 5.5 got released. I, I've been using 5.5 for a while. Uh, I've been using the dev branch for a while. So I was like, this is cool. Typically, and, and Taylor had been announcing that he wasn't releasing 5.5 until laravel eu which is happening at the end of this month um but i thought maybe i don't know for whatever reason he released it early i'm like hey this is a nice little gift and i i sent out a tweet and said hey check it out five five's been released and about a minute and a half later taylor re- responds no it hasn't <laughs> i love well Lar- i love how Laravel straight News he is replied. when he replies to you too I mean, I I think he clearly recalls his relationship with SDPHP, and just sees us as a necessary evil at this point. So, so did Taylor reply, or was it Laravel News? No, Taylor reply? directly they, they replied. Bo- they, they they both replied. Yeah, they both they both replied. Oh yeah, I see that. Okay, I see it now. I, I missed. So Hold on, I want to I want to see the exact tweet because I remember seeing it and thinking, "Yikes, that's cold." It, he all he said is, "It has not been released." <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay. But I love your your so, tweet. Gets an early release. Nice surprise. Thanks, Taylor. No, it hasn't. We we love you, Taylor. <laughs> Shut up. No, it hasn't. It it has not been released. No no capitalization or punctuation at all. Just like he's on his phone while eating, saw you tweet that, and felt he needed to correct you as fast as possible. He must have listened to our last episode where we bashed Laricon. Oh god! I was worried about that. So short. So 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 to clarify, Laravel five five apparently hasn't been released. I have it on pretty good. No, you can use it. To clarify, the Reddit post he linked on said Laravel five point five docs released. No, no, no. Not so they changed that title. I'm telling you, I, I'm almost positive it said Laravel five five release. Believe maybe me. Maybe I'm wrong. Bigly people. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it did say documentation, but whatever. Well look at my retweet, because I retweeted that. Because that's that's what I went back to. I'm like, shit, what did that what did that other tweet say? And I, I went back to my retweet and I thought I thought the retweet had had preserved the original tweet. No, the the Let's link see. that you tweeted was just the link to the release notes for five point five. Well, yeah, that's all you can tweet to, right? I, I mean, that's all you can release. It. So, yeah, look at look at my retweet at, on. It doesn't have a time here, but on August sixteenth, from our Laravel, it says Laravel five point five officially released. And then it has it has a link to the release notes, so yeah, I mean it was the documentation that it was linking to. What else is it going to link to? So so the article now, if you click on that article now, or if you look at 
r slash Laravel now on Reddit, it does say Laravel 5.5 documentation. But when the when the tweet was sent out, it didn't say that. It said Laravel 5.5 officially released, is what it said. So I sh- I should have seen who I should have looked at who posted that on Reddit, and if it wasn't Taylor, just assume that there was something wonky. But even still, you click. On Don't the worry, link, Taylor will let you know if you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah yes he he was polite enough to let me know <laughs> so 5 5.5 has not been released but you can still use it all right so we're we're, we're burning the candle at both ends but i do have a, a surprise question for uh for john here don't surprise me what's the, what's uh what's in the cryptocurrency news freaking Bitcoin crossing forty four hundred. Yeah, are you kidding me? Forty four hundred. I know. I, I saw that, and for some reason, when I was seeing it, it was like registering in my mind. It's still like thirty four hundred. And I'm like, wait, no, that's a thousand more than I thought. Yes, that is that is ten <laughs> percent in two days. That is insane. Yeah, that's insane. Wow. I agree. I, I'm curious how how long it'll hold that. Yeah, like I said, is. when I when I got into Bitcoin at 1100, it crashed at 200. So, but it's still exciting. I'm telling you that oh, buy wanna... high, sell low tactics just not going to work out in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> I more just want to see it succeed because I, I think it can. But then I start talking to people that don't fully understand cryptocurrency or don't care to understand it and are convincing me that it, it's not a good thing and i'm like ah, just leave me alone yeah i think a lot of people see decentralized as a problem they go decentralized then how can anyone regulate it and then you sort of go yeah how no one can well, so so the the point of the people that i was talking to was the fact that all everyone is comparing Bitcoin to the U.S. dollar and not the other way around. Right. So, so their their point is when the U.S. dollar is being compared to Bitcoin, then you can, then we can talk. But right now, you go to buy something, you're trying to figure out what does this get me in uh, U.S. dollars. Right. There's there's a lot of and people who say let you know let me know when it uh, replaces our sovereign national currency, then I'll I'll invest in it. <laughs> well, but my point with that is the same thing happens when you go abroad. If I go over to Europe and I ex- exchange my U.S. dollars for euro and I'm buying something, I'm curious what this is actually costing me in money I understand. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't really matter. I mean, I mean, being being here uh, on a... the border of Mexico, I know that's actually a thing that, that uh, people in TJ do as they watch the uh, exchange rate between the peso and the dollar, and based on what that is, I mean it's just it's just like Bitcoin. They'll they'll either exchange for pesos or exchange for dollars, and and continue to kind of build up that fund. So, you know, a, a peso it's it's crazy. It, it's I mean it's something that happens all the time. The the difference between Bitcoin. In, in these other currencies is that there's no sovereign country behind it. It's just this fake, not fake. I don't want to say fake, not fake. It's it's something that doesn't have any uh, tangible 
thing behind it. There's no gold behind it. There's no government saying there's hey, no gold we... behind. There's there's nothing behind the U.S. dollar either. And that's why I don't right. understand. There's other no, than there's a government. The government. It, though. No, the government. All the government says is you have to accept this currency for whatever you're selling. But if I am selling a gallon of milk for five hundred dollars, you have to give me five hundred dollars for it. There's mm-hmm. the government is saying, outside of you can't um, gouge somebody. Outside of that, they can't tell you what to sell something for. You guys want to talk about the inherent flaws in the capitalist free market? No. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have that much time. Please. Please stop. Bring it, bring it full circle. Um, yeah, Bitcoin Cash is, uh, as far as I understand it, predictably tanking. It's predictably tanking, but Coinbase, which is the exchange I use, is now going to uh, start accepting it or start exchanging for it yeah next year but they're they're a middleman to so, them they're they're in no position of risk because they're selling other people's possessed coins they they're not holding any right but the the good news for people that use coinbase is if you had bitcoin there you will once they make it live you will have the same number of coins you had in bitcoin in bitcoin cash so they they sent out before the fork they sent out an email saying hey if you want to participate in Bitcoin Cash, you better get your your uh, Bitcoins out of Coinbase because we may not support it. Now that they're going to support it, you will have your Bitcoin your Bitcoin Cash back. Yeah, and, and I know that the the blocks settled. Um, Segwit two kicked in. The final block of the original Segwit chain got closed. And so now all trades are non-dupable, and there's a whole thing about how that works, and it's way above my pay grade. But you know, still, I'm still enjoying this stuff. I'm still enjoying the information that I'm I'm gleaning out of it. I would still love to see. I, I like where Bitcoin Cash is going. Their the whole thing is they want to settle transactions faster. They want us to settle more transactions per second. Because if you start comparing to Visa, MasterCard, and American Express, they're doing whatever, ah, thousands yes. per second. But Ethereum Where? just announced Plasma. Yeah. So Plasma is a scaling solution that, quote-unquote, could facilitate billions of transactions per second. What? It's crazy. Yeah. So I, I haven't really followed through on the Plasma stuff as far as I'd want to, um, but like I've said in previous podcasts, I still view Bitcoin the same way. It's the gold standard. It's hard to screw up. It's hard to manipulate. Things like Ethereum are the more dynamic formats of coin currency, and you'll see them as the more common daily trade currencies. So Bitcoin is going to be the the gold to Ethereum's U.S. dollar. Yeah, Ethereum will be the equivalent of a of a national, you know, commonly traded issued paper versus Bitcoin, which I think is an investor's sort of landscape. Which I have Bitcoin. I'm not necessarily. I, yes, I would love to see it as an investment continue to grow, but I do want to see it stabilize at some point and become successful. Hey guys, have you noticed how quiet I've gotten? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. 
I think uh, I think we've talked about a lot of things on this show. A lot of exciting things. New P- PHP podcast coming out for PHP Architect. Make sure you tune in. Look for it. iTunes, Google Play, or wherever. I don't know. We have, we have zero listeners on Google Google's uh, podcast uh, uh, system. Just so you know. Um, but we have we we actually have a good amount of listeners on uh, iTunes. Surprisingly, I, I don't know. And apparently we're big in Japan. I, I, I really, I can't explain it. I don't know why we're so big in Japan, but it's a All thing. All right, reel it us. back in. Let's, let's slow down. Okay. Reel it back in. I was going to let him keep going. We're going to wrap this up. This has been the episode. Wait, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Slow oh. back up a little bit. You, you went, you went then, too far. And then. What else did we uh, talk about? We talked about something sure after you, uh, PHP podcast. Keep an eye out on the Twitter handle of WavePHP. Uh, lots of go. information is going to be coming there the next couple of weeks or so, including some pretty cool logos and uh, at some point a website and call for papers and ticket prices and all that stuff is going to be flooding into uh, at WavePHP on Twitter. Yeah, you can and, attend for only fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Also, if anyone Which... knows, if anyone knows uh, someone who can program a good website, we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, seriously, anybody. Anybody would be good because, you know, yeah. All right, gentlemen, this has been episode 72 of PHP Edley. I'm Eric Van Johnson. I'm John Congdon. I'm Casper Mattress. <laughs> Keep it, Keep ugly, it ugly. ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. Show notes can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or directly off the PHP Ugly RSS feed. A rating of five stars on iTunes is appreciated. Submit articles to phpugly at reddit.com slash r slash phpugly. Until next week, keep it ugly.